You're listening to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Elmer, and on today's episode, Matt, Tony, Emma, and I talk about the importance of getting enough rest. We all struggle with justifying downtime in our schedules, especially in our distraction-oriented, busy, busy culture, but it's so important as followers of Christ that we take time alone with Him, that we try to take Sabbath as much as we humanly can, and that we just realize there's no striving in the Lord, we can rest in Him. These are all the things that we wrangle today in this conversation. It's a great one, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and we're going to have a round of introductions. Tony Meltenberger. Matt Reynolds. Emma Winchester. Yay, Emma's back. Hey. And apropos for our conversation today, Emma just got back from vacation. Yes, I did. So, and today we are talking about rest. Rest. What's interesting is we broached this topic and one of us at the table, which I think is actually where we should start, Mm. was so opposed to the topic that it almost didn't happen. So I'm curious. I'm going to start with you, Matt. (laughs) If you could talk about (laughs) the struggle and tension, because I I, I think you're not alone. Yeah. I think most of our leaders who are listening are going to struggle and want to turn off a podcast about rest. Why do you think in the world that we live in today, this is our initial reaction? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'd like to just thank you for throwing me under the bus. We live in a transparent and authentic <laughs> community here at Spirit and Truth. All of our listeners know that. We, we mm. strive to be honest and real. Um, no, I, I actually, I do agree. I think this is an important topic. Uh, and yeah, I think probably... For people like myself, it's not the most exciting topic because um, it's like something you know you need, but you'd rather not do. And um, so there's a kind of a, you know, just a tendency to kind of resist that. Um, if, if I think there's a lot of kind of overachieving personalities or, you know, kind of tend toward workaholic kind of uh, mentality that it can be just a, it can be hard to rest. And. I know even for myself, not to get too personal, but sometimes, uh, you know, when you rest, it forces you to just kind of like sit with your own thoughts and not be, you know, busy trying to accomplish something. And that's, you know, that can be a challenging thing. Yeah, I think for me, one of the things that's just still a very real thing is that I feel like I have to perform to receive God's love. Mm. Like intellectually, I know it's not true. Uh, theologically, I know it's not true. I know what scripture says about it. I've, I've looked at God's grace in so many different ways. And yet on a random Wednesday afternoon, resting in the Lord feels like doing nothing when there's so much work that feels like needs to be done in his name. Yeah. It's, I think that's a, a thing that I've been wrangling a lot in just ministry so and I feel like even though I've been in the church world for quite a long time I don't feel particularly new to professional ministry and I one of the things that has struck me and I already tend towards workaholic things like that is I would be okay with always working Um, although that's an illusion but the sense of urgency 
around the things that need to be done in ministry, like it's very easy to convince yourself that everything is urgent. And, um, but if we look at scripture and we look at what scripture tells us about resting in the Lord, then we would say, oh, actually very few things are as urgent as we think they are. These two things are very hard to reconcile. Yeah. And actually I would argue that the urgent thing is, is the rest, rest. with the Lord. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Because our work outside of rest, um, if we are to work without resting, then our work will not produce good fruit so yeah so so maybe that's actually the best place to start between the four of us i wonder if we could come up with a working definition of what rest is and i know that feels like an oxymoron but but i think that there's some illusions out there that resting is sometimes doing nothing it's sometimes not productive not productive it's sometimes going on vacation it's sometimes taking a sabbatical so I, i mean maggie maybe you could help kind of uh, give us a foundational definition of what rest is. Oh gosh. Now I'm going to feel lame because words are like my thing and I have no idea. Um, Rest. I mean, I would say rest is a ceasing of activity, you know, a ceasing of action, at least for some period of time for the purpose of refreshment, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. That's how I would, baseline it and then is it okay to assume right like if we're talking about rest um but so you know i work with my mind so i rest with my hands often Mm -hmm. so like i love to golf sure as a restful activity so we're not saying that you say ceasing from activity but ceasing from the activities that normally constitute work sure right yeah i mean any thoughts on that well my initial thought is like so we have vacation, sabbatical, those type of extended periods of rest or refreshment or however you want to put it. But then you also have kind of the day in and day out. This is my um, kind of schedule for the week that I have a day that is designated for Sabbath, which is a rest, a day of rest. Yeah. Um, and then I also have things throughout the week that I rest with too. So like you say, go golfing or, or whatever it is. So it's kind of a balance of both, I would mm-hmm. say. I, w- I would say there are a couple of things. I mean, if to get really technical linguistically, rest and Sabbath are slightly different. Yeah. I mean, Sabbath is, it, there's a, a, a f- an inherent aspect of honoring God within it. And that doesn't necessarily mean doing something theological or doing something spiritual, but it, it might mean some aspect of, Lord, I'm really going to leave my hands empty, leave my mind empty, and trust you. And I, I feel like I've heard you say things like that, Matt, like when you've talked about Sabbath and rest and things like that. Yeah, even if I don't like it, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually, yeah, I find great value in it. And I think it's not, this is not a tangential issue to the Christian faith. I mean, if you go back to Genesis uh, chapter one, yeah, you know, we see like, did God rest on the seventh day because he was like physically tired of hanging stars in the sky? No, uh, God doesn't get tired. He's like, he's doing something, um, much bigger than that. And so this idea and of Sabbath, um, intentional, uh, intentional rhythms to stop your striving, to refocus on the Lord and trust that when I stop, 
that he'll keep the world spinning. Yeah. That is actually, it's a Christian discipline that's that's been there since the beginning, uh, you know, the very roots of our faith in Judaism. And um, so I feel like, you know, I to me, I, I think there's kind of like, there's, there's a couple ends of the spectrum. On the one hand, in our culture, there is a pressure towards kind of a frenzied pace, like perform, achieve, do more, do more, do more. And um, so you can react to that in a couple of ways. You can go the opposite end of the spectrum, which is laziness. Mm-hmm. And that's also not godly or, I mean, that's not what we're proposing. But there is a way to find, I think, actual, um, you know, disciplined, intentional rhythm so that rest is not just like I collapse on the bed because I'm just exhausted from my frenzied activity. Right. Um, And it's not just sitting down and binge watching five hours of Netflix. It's it's an actual thing that you're choosing to do in order to live into the, you know, God's design for your life, you know? And so to me, that's where I think intentionality, when we're talking about rest, if it's going to be done in a way that's meaningful and life-giving, then it has to be done in an intentional way and not just a, um, as a way to sort of like, not an escapism from an otherwise frenzied life. I have actually thought about this exact thing because... Um, one of the things I personally struggle with is just intense mental busyness. Like uh, Emma and I have traveled together and she can tell you there's a period of time right around 11 o'clock at night where all of a sudden I'm like, what do you think about this? And this and this and this. this." Yeah. (laughs) Mentally (laughs) awake. (laughs) Like my mind will not shut up. And so, um, one of the things that I have one day in order to not drive not only my traveling companions but my husband my poor husband um not drive him insane I made a list one day of all the things God valued in my life now this might sound a little odd because obviously God values lots of things in my life but like there are categories of things so like my family God values that I take care of my family that I I participate well in my family life God values that I do well in my work life God values that I participate in worship and friendships and things like this and I realized that when I stayed stuck in my mental work or in my professional work which these two things tend to overlap quite a bit for me I neglected all of these other things and it was as a form of rest from from all this mental work, like you're saying, Tony, you Sabbath with your hands, I would say, okay, God wants me to value the things he values. So I'm going to spend time with my family and just not think about work, not think about that stuff. It's very hard, but it has helped me tremendously. I think that's a really good tool, especially uh, like I approach rest right now, even in the season, as something that I'm learning to do. Mm -hmm. It's not like I am like waking up one day and I'm like, oh, I know how to rest now. I know exactly what I need and all that. For me, it's like week by week or season by season kind of basis that God is teaching me. Here's how I am asking you to rest in this season. And I think that's a great tool. Like make a list of the things that you value. Mm -hmm. Ask God, man, how can I rest 
and like not to check out from all of these things yeah but to actually um press into them Mm -hmm. in the way that they're designed to be yeah well i would say that this idea about practicing spiritual disciplines and we've been talking about spiritual disciplines a lot over the last couple of weeks if you're a regular subscriber on the podcast this is one of those areas that we've really leaned into because um practicing spiritual disciplines meaning that we'll we adjust them as needed but all spiritual disciplines have one major goal which is to move us closer to christ Mm -hmm. and so if your rest isn't moving you closer to christ then it's not a spiritual discipline it's probably escapism amen right and so as leaders we have to think about that and i I always think about psalm 46 10 and you've probably heard it before right he says be still and know that i am god i will be exalted among the nations i will be exalted in the earth the idea of being still is part of it but then the other part of it is is that i will be exalted like it it's going to happen if you're still or if you're busy like god's ending is is already clear and so you know, I love the whole psalm there because it, it describes this scene of chaos, which often feels like my life. Mm-hmm. And and then it says, oh, be still. I'll be exalted. It's like God saying, I got this. Like, I got it before you were here. I got it after you were here. And sometimes I think my inability to, relax, to, to rest is actually a distance maker in my relationship with Jesus. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and I think along with what you're saying, and you know, we've been kind of getting at this already, but rest is a form of trust yeah right you know um actually every night that you go to bed and you lay your head down and go to sleep it's if you think about it from a spiritual perspective it's an act of trust i'm going to uh cease to be in control here i'm going to trust that my heart's going to keep beating (laughs) that the world is going to keep spinning that the sun is going to come up tomorrow like i'm uh, I've done what I can for today and God, you've got this, you know, which is such a simple little thing. But I think rest, that is what we're doing when we rest in a larger sense. It's that kind of action. I'm learning how to trust the Lord um, and recognize you're not actually, it's not like you don't have to, you're not like letting God have control. He already has it. You're just coming into alignment with reality, yeah. you know, and I know, you know, I need that. I mean, I, <laughs> why are you laughing? Uh, uh, so everyone's looking at me. Well, guess what, guys? This has been fun, and it's the last time I'm ever doing a podcast <laughs> with you. No, well, I, just, I, 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 I do think, though, that I think that there's a way to, um, to, to help the leaders who are listening that feel just like you. Yeah. Right? I think, I think we could I, go around the, the circle here. We'll start with Maggie. Oh. We'll... Um, I can go first. I don't mind. Um, and, and let's just share some some practical applications on how you rest and how you. I mean, you kind of shared your how you measure restfulness, sure. but um, I think it's important to do both because we have a tendency to lie to each other mm. or lie to ourselves <laughs> and to each other. <laughs> Yikes! Um, so, h- how do you rest? And um, you don't have to answer this part because you already did, but how do the rest of us, how do we measure the effectiveness of a restfulness? How do we measure the practice of this particular spiritual discipline? I, you know, on my good days, I, I make sure that, that I go and I hang out with the kids and I, you know, or I go and I hang out with my husband and I go without an agenda. That's the, that's the resting part for me. Like I go without any intention of controlling, influencing, or strategizing 
the event. And, um, you know, that's hard because I'm a mom and a wife and I work and I'm constantly always trying to influence environments. But, um, what happens is it's, there's so much peace. Like last night, Rob and I were getting ready to put the kids to bed and we went upstairs to do our normal routine. And instead of just, you know, rolling right into it, we saw that the kids were engaged in different activities. And so we just sat down with them and hung out for 20 minutes and we just laughed and, you know, had a good time. And, and then we, then we did the prayer time. Then we did bedtime. Then we did all that stuff. And now our kids are not little, so it's more like hugs, kisses, good night talk to you later you know but it was just such a much better way to end the evening than say for instance like come on you guys pick up that stuff take the dishes downstairs do the blah 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 like that stuff happened but it was just much nicer (laughs) (laughs) and uh, that's because i went in without an agenda yeah you know so i would say for me um rest looks like getting enough sleep Mm. rest looks like uh working out regularly Mm-hmm. And rest looks like um, doing, you know, like not working at night when with just my computer cut on my lap, which is a tendency that's really easy to do, especially because my kids are older and like Maggie's like they, they really don't need they don't need to like play. They're not toddlers. Right. So my youngest is 11. So and and I measure this and, um, you know, Dan Gildner, when I was at united he turned me on to pete scazzaro's work emotionally healthy spiritually and so that rule of life for me has been a really big part of that rest rhythm now baseball is also rest for me and i coach baseball so that's when i'm doing that there's no phone call interruptions i'm i'm pretty locked in but i measure a lot of things in my life i measure sleep Um, i have relationships at the gym and so how often i see those people i can measure really kind of without talking to myself out of or into a decision, I can really get clear definition of Anna. Am I sleeping or not? Am I working out or not? Am I being attentive when my kids are around? Well, they'll give you feedback immediately because that's the blessing of kids. (laughs) Um, And so those are all really good sources of feedback for me and how I measure rest. Sabbath is an area that I'm really trying to lean into and doing a horrible job (laughs) because Saturdays are basically just all baseball for me. And sometimes that's not very restful or Sabbathy. It's not very wholly intentional towards God. So we're—I mean, we're—you know—we're wrestling with the season like everybody does, and um, and just trying to be intentional about watching the markers. If I get less than six hours of sleep, I know I'm in a bad place. So six to seven thirty is my goal. It's number of hours of sleep a night. If I can do that, then I'm in a pretty good place. Um, it would be great to be above seven, but. Most nights, that's not going to happen. Six to seven and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was like, 6 p.m. to 7.30 in the morning is like a crud ton of hours of no, sleep. No, no. Sorry. Six and a half. <laughs> six to seven and a half hours of sleep. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I just use my Apple Watch and track it. And, um, you know, I, I like to try to measure productivity and mm-hmm. see how that's going. And I, I can prove to myself with data that resting makes me more productive. There you go. That's kind of the world that I live in for that. And, and, you know, I include my quiet time. Um, You know, that's all part of my spiritual practices and rhythms of rest, too. And being out um, in the sunshine always helps as well. So those are all ways that I try to get rest. That's awesome. Yeah, I would say 
for me, like Maggie, I work a lot in my mind. Mm. I'm always thinking about um, my different areas of, uh, I guess, ministry and and stuff like that. I just am thinking a lot. And a part of that is like praying and thinking. And a part of it is, you know, actually working with, with, within the ministry. And so for me, rest looks like having to make space or like designated space for that and designated space for me to do other things. So this is what I've learned within how it works for my life is that I have to create space on my calendar for this is when I'm going to really think about work, school, church life, all of that type of stuff. This is when I'm going to do that. And once the clock hits the time for me to, you know, turn off for the evening or, you know, rest on the weekends, those are the times that I get to spend doing whatever is restful for me. So for me, it's like going to the park or having coffee with friends or just sitting and staring out a window, (laughs) stuff like that. So um, I know that I am doing well in that. It's measurable for me when I actually follow it, one. And two, I can tell a difference when I am obsessing over, you know, all of the work stuff or if I am actually taking time away um, to just enjoy life with Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I think um, a couple of things come to mind for, for me uh, for as far as sort of measurables. I mean, the, when I'm not rested, I'm just more irritable and my temper is shorter. And when I recognize that about myself, I can kind of see like, I, it's usually because I don't have enough margin in my life. You know, like it's like when I'm just um, doing ministry or thinking about ministry things for, you know, every waking hour of the day for several days in a row, that's not good, you know. And so and that's I mean, that happens to me sometimes or doesn't happen to me. I allow that to happen. I do it to myself. Um, So I can see the way that I my interaction with my kids and wife and family that's a good kind of temperature gauge for me um some of the practices that i've been implementing that have been helpful you know at the beginning of this year i started a new thing where i just take a once a month prayer retreat for one day and that's really helped me gain some space and perspective and just time away with the lord without any agenda so i've been very grateful for that that's been a real gift of grace for me uh just at a, just go to a retreat center that's about only about 20 minutes from my house and just spend the day there by myself. Um, and then, um, you know, this is kind of a silly thing, but the the hobby that I enjoy the most that is m- kind of most rejuvenating for me is fishing. And there's sometimes I just, when I feel myself getting agitated or, or feeling like I've just been thinking about ministry too much, that I feel like, you know, I just need to go fish for a little bit. And actually, this just happened this weekend. It was a long day. It was kind of an intense day of different ministry things. And in the evening, I had, you know, I had dinner with the family and checked in and made sure everybody was good. And then I asked Heidi, my wife, I said, uh, would it be okay if I just go? There's a, a friend of mine has a pond. Can I just go to the pond for an hour or two just to clear my head? And um, she's super awesome and gracious and said of course you know and and 
actually, you know what? I should be more honest. She, uh, because it had been a long day and I was a little bit grumpy, she was like, actually, I wish you would. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, but in a loving way, you know, she was like not trying to kick me out, but like, she's like, no, I think that's a good idea. And so I, the last two hours before it got dark, I just went to my friend's pond and I fished and, you know, something about just being outside, doing something with my hands, um, just being in creation. It just has a way of just uh, helping me create space, you know, and just the the mental energy of just constantly being focused and on all the time starts to dissipate. And so, so those kind of, um, sometimes I just need to go for a walk or like there's a place close to me called Charleston Falls that has some nice trails and if I can just go there and just get some space, you know, that really yeah. helps me a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's how my husband started his retreat practice. I basically was like, leave this house and do not come back until you are sane. He's a pastor. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I do want to say though, like, I mean, just for, for those that are listening, like if you're like me and this is a struggle for you, I mean, that retreat practice I started because of Rob, your husband. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, you have to do these things. I mean, you you can't be, I don't, whether you're a pastor or whatever role that you're playing in, in your church or just in life, like you're not going to be the best version of yourself unless you, because this is part of how God designed us. I mean, like we're living into our sort of created nature best when we like are honoring God with our rhythms of our lives and so um, sometimes you know you can sort of like live in the delusion that if I don't rest you know I'm, I'm only harming myself that's just not true you know everyone around you is a- affected and your ministry is affected how, how you're what you're offering to the world is affected if you're not living in a healthy way that um so that you can, you know, when you're rested, you can hear from God more clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you function in the fruit of the spirit more, more likely, you know, just all of these things have a, a real impact on the world around you. And so even if you won't do it for yourself, um, you can do it as a gift to others. I, you know, I would love to, I heard a quote today that feels so applicable here that I just want to share it. It's a, a quote from the guy, James Clear, who wrote the book, Atomic Habits, He said, sometimes we think we have a motivation problem and the reality is we have a clarity problem. Mm. If you write down what you're going to do, when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it, you're already closer to actually doing it than you ever have been before. And so if you need one action step in this big conversation around rest, if you need one action step, it would, uh, my recommendation would be for you to do that. Write down a plan to rest. Amen. Well, I feel like um, it's a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I feel like you have an action step, and I can see on Matt's face he wants to say well, one more just, thing. We're going to cut out early so they can go rest. Amen. <laughs> yeah. You know what to do. You you have instructions, and um, we're so appreciative of our audience, and we would actually love feedback. So if you develop a plan for sabbath or resting a rhythm of life a spiritual discipline that you want to take on um i really want to tell you about the facebook group that we have tony could you tell our listeners about it 
Yeah, a Facebook group designed to our Spirit and Truth kind of tribe, Living the Faith. You can look us up by going to Spirit and Truth on Facebook, and then Living the Faith is a group in there. There's uh, tons of people in there. We post in there a couple times a week, um, usually off and on, kind of depending on what our rhythm is. So we'd love for you to get connected to us there. And uh, one of the best things you can do is hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts mm-hmm. um, and share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody who you know could hold you accountable to your plan of rest. Amen. We also have a great Twitter account at Spirit Truth Life on Twitter. You can hit us up there and give us, uh, tell us what your plan is on um, our socials. That's been our episode for today. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. And um, remember, Spirit and Truth is a an entirely donor-funded ministry. And we're so grateful to our listeners and to the people that we have the privilege of serving. And if you would like to help with the mission and ministry of Spirit and Truth, head on over to our website, spiritandtruth.life slash give. There you will find all of the information you need. All right, we'll come back to you in the next episode.